We are live. Thank you for joining us for a special live presentation uh, from the Clydesdale Media Company. Uh, I am here with Meredith Swindle. Um, but before we get started, I need to thank my sponsors. So huge shout out to RX Mark here. You can use the code Clydesdale15 to get 15% off anything in the store at rxmarkgear.com. Mobility Movement, uh, mobilitymvmnt.com. Use the code Clydesdale20. Get 20% off your first six-month subscription. And finally, C4 Energy. You can use the code Clydesdale and get 20% off everything in the store. If they are running a promotion, you get 5% on top of the promotion they're running at c4energy.com. Got that out of the way. Now we can welcome Meredith Swindle. Hi, Meredith. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I am super, I told you before we went live, I am super stoked for this one because I am a big fan of the College World Series in softball. And you were quite the athlete uh, in college. Um, I was looking at your numbers. Uh, first and foremost, you went to Stetson University. Yep, I did. And you were just inducted into their Hall of Fame. Yeah, that was a pretty uh, crazy and awesome experience. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, so so how much did that mean to you? Did you get to have your family with you? And Yeah, it was, gosh, it was so meaningful because, you know, when you're there and you're playing, it's just all about winning. And it's pressure and all you're thinking about is the next game and the next thing. And then we wrapped all up and I graduated and I was gone. So I never got to really like enjoy the journey that we took because it was just so much um, stress and pressure, I guess. So it was like, it almost felt like a victory lap with the people that were there with me through all of it, know me the best. And um, I got to take my husband who had never been to Stetson before and he got to meet my coaches. Um, my parents got to come with me, which of course they were there with me from day one. They knew how much I loved softball. So it was just a spe super, super special weekend. So you were a, you were a pitcher. Mm -hmm. I was. Um, and you were all American in your senior year, the first yeah. all American in Stetson history. Yeah, I know. It's, I think it's the only one we've ever had, which is kind of mind blowing to me. Yeah, that's. That's something you, you always have too, like that you were the first. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, there are a lot of really great athletes at Stetson. Even when I was there, you know, our, our basketball team dominated, our women's basketball team dominated. So we have a lot of um, baseball players in the MLB. So to be the only All-American, it's just like shocking. I don't know. It's hard for me to get my mind around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you, in your senior year, you actually, you were the only player with at least 25 wins as a pitcher and 15 home runs as a hitter. Mm -hmm. You actually ended up with 27 wins that year. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's quite the accomplishment. So not only, cause usually when you're a pitcher, your hitting is suffers. Right. Right. Um, cause I was a pitcher in baseball. So I know oh, how cool. my hitting actually dropped off yeah. as, um, as I started pitching more. Unless right. you're Shohei, Shohei Otani, then you can't really do both. <laughs> right. But you well, did. It's, it's one of those things where you can't, the more you focus on one thing, you know, you don't have time to work on hitting and pitching all the time. So it's like you just run out of time to be good at both things. And I think that's kind of where it like prepared me for CrossFit because it's, it's a similar situation, right? Like you can't neglect anything or then it becomes a really big weakness. 
So um, I was always a really good hitter from the time I started, um, but my pitching was like subpar. And when I got to Setson, we didn't have anybody who could pitch well enough for us to win. And I do not like to lose. So I was like, well, I guess it's going to be up to me and I'm going to have to figure this out if I don't, if, if we want to win. So I just went all in, dove all into pitching and doing everything I could to get better at pitching so that we could win, honestly. Yes. Yeah, so you actually didn't pitch your freshman and sophomore year. You didn't really pitch until your junior year. You were primarily a hitter. Yeah, I pitched. So my freshman year, I pitched a lot at the end of the season. Um, well, I say a lot. I would pitch like the first game of our series um, because the other two pitchers were starting to kind of like not live up to their potential, I guess, because I was the youngest pitcher. We had two sophomore pitchers ahead of me. And then at the end of my freshman year, they ended up both getting kicked off the team for just personal things. And then my sophomore year, a freshman came in that was really good, and she and I split time. And so we were like 50-50. But I always hit through those times when I wasn't pitching. And then my junior year was when I was like, okay, I'm getting my act together. We're going to win this thing. So, so time to develop, you know? Yeah. So when you were pitching in your junior and senior year, you were hitting, were you hitting on days you pitched? Yes. So I hit when I pitch and then I would DH when I wasn't um, pitching. I tried to play first base and I took a ground ball off the mouth and my coach was like, yep, um, we're not going to let you do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People don't realize playing the corners and softball is almost like a death wish. Yes. It's dangerous. And even, even more so now, like the bats that they have out there now is insane to me. Like these girls are check swinging and hitting her run. So I don't know. It would be really hard for me to not put on a face mask and go out there and play these days. Yeah. I, cause I pitched and I played first and third in competitive softball. Oh, cool. And I, I've taken balls like off my leg that mm -hmm. landed out near the outfield fence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know like, it is insane. When I was in high school, I took a ground ball off the temple at second base and at second base, and it went over the foul line. I remember I just saw stars. I didn't know what had happened. <laughs> and they say, and they say CrossFit's dangerous. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> at yeah. least CrossFit's predictable. You can't, can't predict a rock in the dirt to make the ball flop and hit you in the head, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I saw a, a podcast that you had done, maybe it, an ad podcast kind of thing, but you talked about how you wanted to get stronger and right. you thought CrossFit would help you in softball. So yes. that's kind of how you discovered CrossFit. Can yes. you tell us that story? Yeah, absolutely. So it started when I was in high school. Um, we had a trainer. He wasn't like a strength and conditioning coach or anything, but he was working at a PT clinic and watched the nasty girls video and fell in love with CrossFit. And so he started kind of introducing it to us as athletes, you know, the ones that were really trying to pursue playing at the next level. So I would go before school, um, my junior and senior year of high school. But of course, we had to be out of the weight room before the boys came in. So I get there at 6 a.m. And one day a week, I would do CrossFit. And then the other day a week, I would do powerlifting. And between my the first year that I did that, I hit three home year three home runs the first year. And then after doing that all winter, I hit 25 the next year. So I was like, 
okay, I'm hooked. There's something to this whole like CrossFit and powerlifting, especially how it translates into softball. So then I started doing that. But once I got to college, I started kind of doing their program. But we we didn't have a strength and conditioning uh, coach at Stetson at first. So it was kind of like I was just on my own. So I was like, I've got to figure out something. And that's when I like got into a CrossFit gym during the summer when I'd come home. Um, <clears throat> and that I think is why my pitching progressed so much each year. Cause every summer I'd go home and I would do CrossFit the whole summer. But then of course I get to school and I wouldn't be able to do CrossFit cause at that time, Deland, Florida didn't have a CrossFit gym. And I had to follow the programming that we were doing as a softball team. Um, but that was one of the things my coach was laughing about at my Hall of Fame ceremony is I would leave our strength and conditioning session and go do a CrossFit workout. And I thought nobody knew this. I was trying to be quiet about it. But of course they knew, but they didn't care because, you know, I was getting better. And then my junior year, we had a strength and conditioning coach come in. His name's Brad Loki, and he introduced Olympic weightlifting to our team. And no joke, my junior year, our team doubled the home run record. And in my senior year, we tripled it just by adding in back squat, you know, hang power clean, power cleans, deadlift, all that kind of stuff. It was insane. And so that's when I was like, just watching that progress throughout my whole career. I was like, this CrossFit stuff is amazing and it's addicting. Yeah. And it, it makes sense because with the Olympic lifting, it's all about the explosion up through your legs, right? Exactly. And and on, when you're a pitcher or a batter, you're mm -hmm. you're driving off either your back leg, um, actually in both pitching and hitting. Um, so you saw that immediately, and the numbers show it and prove it. Exactly, exactly. And not to mention the injury prevention. My junior, year, I had to had to pitch a lot, um, and I ended up tearing my pec on my pitching arm. But I just pitched through it and. Um, I was really disappointed with the way our season ended that year. Pitching on a bum arm was not fun. Um, so I like devoted the whole next summer and fall to just getting my body as healthy as possible. And I know CrossFit gets a bad rap for, you know, hurting athletes, but in my experience, it was the opposite. It made my body able to withstand the amount of innings I threw my senior year, which was even more than I'd thrown my junior year. Did you see a velocity difference in your pitching? Oh, yeah. But I was more of a spin pitcher. So I would. Oh, I hated pitchers like you. <laughs> <laughs> I like to outsmart you and I like to make you look silly. But I did. So like I was throwing like maybe low 60s when I got to college. By the time I finished, I was throwing mid to upper 60s, which that gap, if you're not familiar with softball, is a lot. Um, and it was just steady. It was gradual as I got more, as I got stronger and more explosive, but I would only throw my fastball like two or three times a game, but it was just enough and enough speed to like, you know, stay in the batter back up and get them off of my spin pitches and then throw another spin pitch to get them out. That's awesome. So <laughs> when, when you were doing CrossFit and your softball career was over, mm -hmm. when did you see the opportunity to be able to compete in it? Yeah, that is what I'm really thankful for my, my older siblings. So I've got two older brothers and my oldest brother opened a CrossFit gym. Um, I think it was my junior year of college. And then, so I finished playing college. I played a year of professional softball in Italy 
And while I was gone, they were finishing up, my oldest brother was finishing up his individual career of competing and starting to focus more on having a CrossFit gym. And so he was like, why don't we just try doing a team? So I literally finished up competitive softball in the fall. And then in January, we um, decided to try to do team. That was 2017. So we made it our first year, which like is mind blowing to me now because we were not in very good shape as a, as a group. Um, but we made it and it was super fun. And so then the next year was when they cut it to four. And that year we were like, I think two, we ended up two spots from making it to the games at our regional that year, you know, and I, I had a blast. I loved it. But as a pitcher, the pitcher in me was like, you know, I want it to be all on me. And so that's when I decided to, you know, kind of stop doing team and pursue individual and see just kind of see how far I can make it. Yeah. So in 2018, you finished seventh at the Southwest regional. Yeah. And then in 19, that's when you started doing some individual stuff on a bigger stage. Yes. You actually competed at the Italian throwdown. Yes. So you said you played in Italy. Mm-hmm. Was that kind of cool going back to Italy as a CrossFitter? Yeah. And that's exactly why I did it was because I had friends there. Um, I got to go see them all. I got to, you know, go back and, um, experience Italy from the CrossFit side where I'd experienced it from the softball side. And my, it, if you're familiar with Italians at all, they're just incredibly um, hospitable. And so just me going back there and seeing them, it was, it was a special time in my heart because they're so, I don't know, precious, you know? Yeah. And and you finished sixth, so you did really well at the Italian Throwdown. Did that give you confidence that you could do something in the sport? Yeah, it really did. I was super excited about the way that it turned out. Um, uh, it was still very eye-opening from the the individual standpoint because when you're doing team, you can kind of look around and see where everybody else is at and take a breath. But when you're individual, it's every second counts. And I'm sure you've heard this a million times, but I remember watching a girl like turn around. She like kicked down out of her handstand and turned around as she was like stepping down and then back up by the time I had even like come down, took a step, turned around, gone back. So it was just like learning all of those little things was really eye opening for me at the Italian showdown. And last year you competed at the Mac. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so you've been to Knoxville before. I have. Mm-hmm. So now you're doing that. You're going to be competing in the syndicate crown this year. Right. Back in Knoxville, but a new arena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are you excited about going back to Knoxville? I'm pumped. I'm so excited. The Mac last year, it was just so well run the way that they treated us as athletes. It was like royalty, you know? So to be able to experience that again, that's what makes CrossFit really fun for me. It's just the opportunity to compete and the way that they do it is just top notch. So I'm super excited to get back to Knoxville and plus the town's really cool, you know? Yeah. And what's really cool is if people don't know, the Mac has been around for a very long time. It was actually a community event that has grown into a CrossFit semifinal. And I'm so, I'm so stoked they got two this year. Right. Because it's run by 12 Labors CrossFit, 
they have been doing this for tw- 12 years or something like that. So it is so well run. And when you go there, it's just a great experience. It really is. I remember watching 12 Labors on the team side when we were on a team. You know, that name has been around in the CrossFit community a while. Yeah. And the directors are, are great people and th- they remember everybody's name. It is the most insane thing I've ever seen. It is. It really is. You know, last year I didn't get the place that I wanted. I was like in the first heat all weekend long, yet they, they were knowing who I was and talking to me and being friendly. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So this year you went to Wadapalooza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got, you, this year was my first year ever at Wadapalooza and I'll never miss another one. I know it's so cool, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I went in, I think it was 2019 or maybe it was 2020 before everything happened, but I um, competed as RX. And so I told myself, I was like, I'm not coming back here until I make it in the elite division. And so being in the elite division this year was like such a cool experience. And the way it's, it's a similar environment, like the way they treat the athletes is so cool and you know, the atmosphere is like unreal, unmatched. You're out there on the floor under the Miami lights at night with techno music blaring in your ears. You know, it's like you just don't get much better than that. Yeah. And it's an, it was a stacked field too. So it's yeah. a great place to just test some things out. Right. Um, so did that give you any confidence or, or did anything learning? A, did you learn anything in that experience to yeah. take you to the Seneca Crown? So the kind of bummer about Wadapalooza was I got COVID the week before I left. Uh, so I got on the plane the day that I was um, finished with quarantine. And so I just knew it was going to be kind of like a survival style weekend. The first two workouts of the weekend destroyed me. And I remember being sore on Monday, getting on the plane from the workout we done Thursday, which is not very normal because you know, I'm used to training at a much higher volume than those workouts were. So it was just, to me, it was like a disappointing, that was disappointing, but I was trying to make the best of my experience because, you know, how often do you get to do those types of things? I didn't know when I would get that opportunity again and to be around those girls and just see the caliber of athletes that they are was, um, you know, an experience that can't be matched. So I just wanted to go in with it and I did feel better as the weekend progressed, but it was, um, that first, first day was kind of a slap in the face. Yeah. Well, that's too bad, but now we have the syndicate crown. So what are your goals going into this weekend? Yeah, I want to qualify. I feel like it, it's when it comes down to, um, there's, I got one hole left to fill. I've been working really hard and, the biggest thing is this past year, I made some pretty big changes. I switched to Proven back in June and been trusting the process with them this entire year. So with a year of being with them under my belt, we got to go do a training camp a couple weeks ago um, and learned a lot, took away a lot from them. It's like, you know, when you can be around the best as much as possible, then you can kind of see what it takes to be the best, if that makes sense. So I just feel like my fitness is there. If we can get some good workouts and give it all I got, we'll see what happens. Well, the workouts were released today. Yeah, I saw them this morning. You, I'm pretty excited um, about it. <laughs> you're pretty excited about it? 
Yeah, awesome. they look awesome. Um, and that's one thing that I appreciated about the Mac last year too, was it seems like they, they know how to program, which I think in my opinion is a hard thing to do to be able to test completely the athlete. So I saw them this morning and I'm super excited to get to the gym and just start testing them out. Are you willing to say which one it looks like your favorite? Um, I'll say they all look like my favorite, right? <laughs> yeah. But I always love, always love a max lift. Um, the legless rope climbs look fun. And then that last one, you know, anything heavy, I am always going to like. So moving a heavy barbell, all that kind of stuff, the heavy sandbag, that just looks fun. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I didn't know you were with Proven. Um, my research didn't get, I think I got stuck on the softball stuff, <laughs> um, but I actually have some really good friends at Proven. So that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. They did a, you know, they did training camp for us back in the middle of April and I, I'm not like super vocal about being with Proven or anything. Cause I want my work to, to show for itself. Um, but it was a really cool experience getting to meet all them and train with them and, you know, talk with Tia and Brooke and all that kind of stuff. And they're super nice, you know? Um, the reason I chose Proven is my husband, he's a big Rich Froning fan. He'll be watching the Rich Froning videos all the time. And one time I was watching a video with him and Shane and Tia are in the back at the, they're somewhere <clears throat> doing a handstand obstacle workout. And there's a girl just struggling. You know, you can see her in the back of the video and she can't get over the obstacle. And Shane and Tia are off to the side and Shane stops what he's doing with Tia and walks over to help this girl. And so I was like, I mean, what else could you want in a leader? You know, somebody that's willing to stop what he's doing and help somebody. So it's pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Well, Saxon is from Ohio where I'm at. Yeah. Um, so, and I've actually, I've been really good friends with him for a long time. And then mm -hmm. I've gotten to know Nick Johnston pretty well. Yeah. Um, over the last few years. Um, mm -hmm. And those are two of my favorite people in the sport. So, Absolutely. Saxon's just such a nice guy, you know. He and he brought his twins up there the last day, and precious little babies. <laughs> so speaking of family, the last thing I have, to, so you, your husband, you mentioned him, and mm -hmm. he watches Rich Froning videos. So does he do CrossFit? <laughs> he does. He does do CrossFit. So he doesn't have time to compete like I did, although I know he would. He's got a baseball background. Um, so we connected on that, um, when we first met, but he wasn't working out and I'd kind of dragged him in the gym. And then after the first workout, he was hooked. You know, they talk about the endorphins that the workout releases. And I just remember he's kind of a shy guy, but once after that workout, he was nonstop talking. And I was like, yes, I got him. <laughs> and how but, did you guys meet? Um, we met through some mutual friends out at a public scene. I'll just put it like that. Um, he, he approached me and we kind of started talking and when I kind of got to know him a little bit more, cause normally I don't like to, you know, just hand my number out to a stranger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but and for so, some reason, he, uh, caught my interest. That's awesome. And my co-host cat actually just chimed in that great story about why you chose proven. Oh, thanks. It's the truth. So, um, that this is, this has been awesome. Uh, you're so much fun to talk to. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, we, Kat and I, who just chimed out, we'll be at syndicate crown. Awesome. Uh, so we'll look forward to seeing you there and we'll yeah. catch up and, uh, 
maybe add some more interviews to this. Good deal. Sounds good. I look forward to meeting you guys in person. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.